0: Hey, what's going on? Welcome in to the Lockdown Reds podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Carr. Today, we're going to talk about this Reds win over the Atlanta Braves to begin a four-game series. We're going to talk about the amazing performance by Tony Santian, and let's brag on Nick Castellanos some more. Why not? We've been doing it all season. We're going to keep doing that, and we're going to preview today's pitching matchup, and I've got some thoughts about execution when it comes to possible trades and things like that. We're going to get into all of that here in just a minute. Thanks for joining me. Let's get started. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Reds fans and baseball fans alike. Thanks for finding this podcast here on this YouTube channel for the Locked On Reds podcast. Or if you're listening to the audio version, thank you so much for that. I'm Jeff Carr. I'm your host, addict, and super fan of all things Cincinnati Reds. I've turned my addiction into information for you. Today, we're going to talk about the series opening win for this four-game set at Great American Ballpark by the Reds over the Braves, great pitching performance, a couple of good bullpen performances as well, and of course, Nick Castellanos continues to be awesome. We're going to get into all of that here in just a minute. Before we do, though, make sure that you are subscribed to the channel here on YouTube and that you're following the podcast on whatever app you're currently listening to. Also, follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and follow the show at Lockdown Reds and save the Lockdown Reds line number into your phone for comments, questions, reactions, whatever you've got. 513 549 Zero one five nine, we'll get to a bunch of those coming up here next Monday because I was gonna do it today and then I'm pushing it back because there's lots to get to. And actually, the final segment of today's show is gonna be basically one question that I'm gonna answer, one idea from Twitter. But we'll get to that here in just a minute because I want to talk about this win. Tony Santion with a career best performance. Okay. Yeah. You're saying, Jeff, it's his third start, whatever career best is you know, just the beginning. Yes, I know. But he was five outs away from doubling the total amount of innings in his first two starts combined. That was a great performance. Six base runners total. One of them was a solo home run that Freddie Freeman probably hit the Kentucky. I mean, that was a long shot, but that was in the first inning. Tony Santian was able to compartmentalize it, put it away and pitch amazingly eight strikeouts on the day for young Tony two bags. And we're going to call him Tony two bags here on the lockdown reds podcast, because number one, I said so, and it's my show. And number two is because his first ever career hit was a double. That was a fantastic game for him. He actually came around to score two in that inning. Great game all around. It was interesting because for the most part, The Braves were pitching a bullpen day, so I thought that this would be the opportunity for the Reds to get up on the scoreboard, to really put a lot of runs on them. They didn't do that, though. Jesse Chavez started the game for the Braves, his first start in two years. He did pitch out of the bullpen a little bit for the Angels the last couple of years, but he was pretty effective. He did not look like there was a long layoff at all. And then the guys that they kept rolling out there, whether it be Tyler Matzik or Sean Newcomb, or those guys were coming out and they were pitching just rocks. I mean, there was nothing that the Reds could do with them. And then Luke Jackson came in, in the seventh inning and Nick Castellanos gave him some insurance. That was phenomenal. The home run, it was all, I mean, the, the two guys, the two men of the night were Tony Santian and Nick Castellanos. Four RBIs on the night. Great. He should have had a little bit more. I mean, I, it was a great performance there. I thought that some good outfield defense in the eighth inning is what kind of kept Jesse. It's what confused Jesse Winker with that toot blonde there, third base. He ran overran third base and gets caught in a rundown. I, I think he wasn't expecting the defense to be. I, I don't know what he was expecting, but overall, great night for Castellanos. And you also look at the fact that Amir Garrett comes in, pitches a perfect seventh inning, and then Brad Brock gets the save just as we drew it up, right? Tony Santion for the win, Brad Brock for the save. That's what we were thinking in March, right? Brad Brock, his first save since 2018. He was a brave when he got that save. So that was a great start to the series. This is what the Reds need to do because on this homestand, I know that they've got the Padres and the Cubs on the second half of this, but they got to go 7-4. and So if they're going to do that, they need to make some hay against the Braves and the Phillies to start and not put a lot of pressure on coming through in the clutch in the end of this series because they're going to be facing two really good teams. And I think that they have a shot to win their third straight tonight. We'll talk about that here in just a minute. But overall, just great. And, And then also, the other thing that I took away from this game Jonathan India continues to show that he is the leadoff guy. The top third of the Reds batting order is set. You've got Jonathan India, Jesse Winker, Nick Castellanos. That doesn't need to be touched. As long as those guys are healthy, that is the top three of the lineup. Everything else below that can kind of change a little bit. I know that the lineup is out for Tuesday nights or for Tuesday. What day is today? For Friday night's game. And we've got... Tyler Stevenson batting fourth and Joey Votto batting fifth. I still love that because Tyler Stevenson gives them some really good at bats and not to mention the fact that Aristides Aquino is starting in center field and he is batting seventh in the lineup. Going to be a nice night coming up against Drew Smiley. We're going to talk more about that here in just a minute, but very happy overall with the start to this series. Kind of like the start to this day. As you know, some kind of, you know, polo hat I was out on the links, baby. Yeah. Hitting the green a bunch because it was a, a par three course, but yeah, Tri-County Golf Ranch, pretty awesome. Go check it out. Mike behind the counter, really nice guy. I walked in there like an idiot without a tee time, just like, hey, let's play some golf. And he's like, yeah, or you know what? I'll, I'll fit you in. And I was happy that he did. That was, that was some fun stuff, but let's talk about this pitching matchup here coming in just a second. Before we get into that though, I wanted to let you know that there is an alternative to the smokeless tobacco that is currently out there on the market. It's called Fully Loaded Chew. You check out Fully Loaded Chew. It feels just like the real thing and gives you that buzz, but it's used with 100% pure tobacco. There is no additives. There's no uh, gross stuff in it. Check it out today at Fully Chew.com. And if you use the promo code, you'll get a trial size sent to you for only $1 and that's free shipping as well. And that promo code is locked on. You just get $1 plus free shipping. When you use that code at checkout, go to fully loaded Chew because they have the only moist nicotine pouch on the market. All other nicotine pouches are dry white pouches. Nothing feels like fully loaded Chew, And you can try it today at FullyLoadedChew.com and use the promo code Locked On at checkout to get it for a dollar and free shipping. The next time you go for a dip, make it Fully Loaded Chew at FullyLoadedChew.com. Also sponsoring today's podcast is BetOnline.ag. If you listened to me yesterday, I told you to take the St. Louis Cardinals and the Pittsburgh Pirates over nine total runs scored. The final score was eight to two Pittsburgh, which, by the way, glad that they beat the stinking bad birds of St. Louis. But you also hit the over too. Check out Bet Online today if you haven't already set up your profile. Use the promo code Locked On. You'll get fifty percent added onto your initial deposit. And from time to time, I'll have a tip for you. Today, I've just really got more of a prop than a money line or over under or anything like that. I'm looking at this matchup of Drew Smiley, a lefty going up against this Reds lineup, and Aristides Aquino is in the lineup. Drew Smiley, we're going to talk about in a minute, loves his fastball, and Aquino loves hitting fastballs. Take the prop, Aquino with at least one home run tonight. Go there today, betonline.ag. Set up your profile with the promo code locked on to get 50% added onto your initial deposit, and then bet on Aristides Aquino to hit a home run tonight at Great American Ballpark against Drew Smiley and make yourself a couple more books. That's betonline.ag and the promo code locked on. All right. I took my hand a little bit. We're going to talk about a pitching matchup Friday night. Drew Smiley against Vladimir Gutierrez. Gutierrez is back on the mound. Let's talk about him real quick because he's been pitching pretty good for his rookie season. Sure. He had a rough start a couple of days ago, but On the whole, very nice. You see the 3.86 ERA. The nice thing is, on his expected statistics, baseball savant doesn't think he's getting cheated. In fact, they think he's getting a little unlucky. His expected ERA is at 3.77. A lot of that just has to do with limiting hard contact. He's right there at league average with 88.9 average exit velocity. Excuse me. And he has an expected batting average against of 221. Just a phenomenal way to start his career, and he's doing it with a great mix of pitches. His four-seamer and his curveball are his two main pitches. He throws his four-seamer almost 50% of the time, his curveball at 24% of the time. He mixes in a slider at 20%, and then he drops a changeup on lefties. He's only thrown it 29 total times, and he's only thrown it once against right-handers. So, i.e., if there's a lefty at the plate, he's throwing a changeup to that guy. He ain't throwing him the righties. But he's done it so well, and he's been able to mix up the pitches exactly when he needs to. Yes, you would like to see the walk percentage to come down, and you would like to see the strikeout percentage to go up. But overall, he's been able to overcome that very closeness. It's just under 19% on the strikeout rate and a little bit over 11%, just below 12 on the walk rate. You definitely want to see both of those change for the better, but so far, Pretty good performances for our man, Goody. Goody's been Gucci. Now you look at the brave side of things, and they got Drew Smiley on the mound. He's a lefty. So that's why you've seen Aquino in the lineup. You're seeing Stevenson in the lineup. They're trying to load it up with right handers, especially there after you've got the mix of Winker and Votto up at the top. And I think that we're going to see some good stuff today. Drew Smiley overall in this season, not very impressive. You're going to notice the ERA. His expected ERA says that he might actually be getting just a smidge, very, very tiny bit like fingernail size luck because he's 5.11 on the ERA and his expected ERA is at 5.26. Reason for it is it gives up a lot of hard contact, averages 90.3 on the exit velocity. That's a tick above league average, and it's mostly because his fastball just gets obliterated. Whether it's his four-seamer or his cutter especially gets obliterated, he is giving up 526, a, a, a 526 slugging percentage on the cutter, 508 on the four-seam fastball. Now he does throw a curveball, which he gets a whiff 39% of the time. So when he drops that in, it's probably gonna cause Reds hitters fits. However, I would imagine it's a lot more effective against left-handers. And when you look at it, he kind of throws it a lot more against righties, but he's still getting it to work. So, how Aquino and, and Eugenio Suarez, guys like that, that really love to see the fastball and kind of hate seeing the breaking stuff, how they deal with that is going to go a long way in how this Reds team scores because I feel like this is another opportunity for them to load up the scoreboard. Drew Smiley is not fooling anybody outside of that curveball. So if they can lay off of that, force him to throw his fastballs, they're going to have a nice day at the plate. His four seam fastball has a 270 batting average against an expected batting average of 300. So he's kind of getting lucky with what in the cutter, the batting average against that is 211, but the expected batting average is 363. This is something that the Reds can exploit, and I firmly believe that they will. I think this is going to be another nice night for the Reds on the scoreboard, especially with Goody pitching. Goody has just been phenomenal all season long. So I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen there. And like I mentioned, we do have the lineup up, so I'll go ahead and give you that. It's India, Winker, Castellanos. You got Stevenson, Votto, and then you got Suarez and Aquino. And then right behind all of them is Kyle Farmer once again. Farmer has uh, I think we pretty much know what we're going to get from him out of the lineup whenever he's playing every day you're going to see probably a hit every five at bats hopefully an RBI with that hit maybe a couple of sacrifices or something like that in between but for the most part we know what he is and that is he is a solid glove with a below average bat now whether the reds choose to go for it and maybe trade for a shortstop or not i don't know we're going to talk about some trade stuff here in this next segment coming up, but I've been very happy with what I've seen overall from this team in game one. They've got a lot to build on here for game two, and I'm excited about what they've got because the Braves, uh, they're still day to day with Ronald Acuna. I have not seen the lineup. I know that they were very late with the lineup yesterday. So it may be another scenario where we're not seeing who's starting because Acuna is day to day. And with Acuna out of the lineup, this Braves team is a lot less formidable. You still have Freddie Freeman and Ozzie Albies, who both obviously hit home runs last night. And, and Albies was just a, that was a laser of a home run shot off of TJ Antone, which I look at Antone and I didn't touch on this in our recap. But when I think about TJ Antone's outing last night, there was two things. Number one, he's still getting going after coming off the IL. So I'm kind of giving him a break there. And he looked a lot better in those last two outs, especially with that strikeout. But thinking about that outing, I, I, I was talking with Lance McAllister there at uh, 700 WLW about what was going on there because it really looked like David Bell should have taken him out. He didn't have his best stuff. He was giving up a ton of base runners. In fact, I think at one point it was like five straight base runners in a row. And you're like, this guy's going to give up the lead. And I get it. TJ Antone is not the guy you expect to give up the lead like that, but he just didn't have his best stuff. So it's time to move on. And they had Josh Osich ready and they had Ender Enciarte at the plate, who was a left-handed hitter. I don't know, but you got to give props to David Bell there for sticking with his guy and for TJ Antone coming through. Cause that's exactly what happened. That was a dramatic eighth inning that yeah, oh, man, I thought the uh, insurance runs were going to be enough, and they almost weren't. But good on Nick Castellanos for getting that two-run home run because the Reds needed every bit of it. And I was glad that he was able to give them one more insurance run there in the bottom part of that eighth inning. But yeah, Anton made that a little bit stressful. I'm not expecting that moving forward. I think he's going to right the ship. I think he he righted past tense. I think he righted the ship with those last two hitters, and he's going to be fine the next time he comes in. That being said. I don't expect to see him tonight. He threw 27 pitches last night. Give him a night off. Maybe he pitches on Saturday or Sunday. All right. So I, I've got some overarching thoughts. This came from a, a sort of back and forth, not really a conversation, but a back and forth on Twitter I had with a listener, a guy named Tim. Shout out to Tim. Appreciate this idea for the next segment. We're going to talk about the idea of the Reds trading, whether they're in it and they get guys or whether they're out of it and they don't get guys. That's coming up here. In just a minute. Before we talk about that, though, I wanted to let you know that you can grow your savings with Wealthfront. Wealthfront can help you out. You don't have to manage it daily. You don't have to watch the stock market and all that stuff and worry about day trading because there's some people that love to do that and there's some people that just don't want anything to do with it. But you got goals. You want to save. Wealthfront can help you with that. You set your preferences and you Start with five hundred dollars. They will put it into a portfolio of diversified, low-cost index mutual funds, thingies, majeggers, and it's going to work. They know what they're doing, and they're going to help you grow your savings. You go to Wealthfront.com/slash locked on MLB to get started today. They will help you manage your first five thousand dollars for free for life. Wealthfront has been entrusted with over twenty billion dollars of assets. And they can help you grow yours as well. That's wealthfront.com slash locked on M L B to start your savings today. W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T.com slash locked on M L B. And also wanted to shout out my favorite snack. Built Bar. You got to check out Built Bar. If you have not already done so, I've been telling you guys about this for a while now. Go to BuiltBar.com and with the promo code LOCKED15, you can test out what I'm telling you because they taste amazing. They're made with 100% real chocolate and the statistics show that they're good for you. 130 calories, up to 17 grams of protein, sometimes 18 grams of protein and four grams or less of sugar and net carbs. Do it today builtbar.com they've got all these amazing flavors my favorite is cherry barcia but if you're more of a peanut butter brownie guy they got that they got mint brownie they've got other fruit flavors like raspberry they've got coconut all this good. the coconut tastes like a mounds bar i'm telling you but it's a lot more healthy for you than a mounds bar go to builtbar.com and use the promo code locked 15 to save 15 percent off your next order of the amazingly delicious built bar All right, we're going to close out today's podcast with this segment. I've been thinking about this, and and obviously it's been the main topic. What are the Reds going to do? Are they going to make trades? Are they going to bring in bullpen hope? Are they going to bring in shortstops? What are they going to do? Or if something happens, and are they going to be realistic and trade guys off who they might lose next year and get people back? The question that surrounds all of this is, will they do it? What also needs to be wondered at by all fans and we all need to hold this front office and this team accountable for is will they execute it well? Last year, whenever they were in contention in the shortened 60 game season, they went out and they got Archie Bradley and they got Brian Goodwin. For the most part, those guys were kind of innocuous. Yeah, Archie Bradley helped out down the stretch. He only pitched a couple of times and Brian Goodwin was okay. And there's a reason that they didn't tender him a contract and nobody got all up in arms about it. We were mad about Archie Bradley. Nobody was really mad about Goodwin. So how do they execute that? Okay, I, I think I'd probably get him a C, maybe a C-. Then you go years past. Uh, they got Trevor Bauer. I liked that trade. I think there's still plenty of people that want to debate Taylor Trammell and things like that. Uh, I don't know that we're really going to know what Taylor Tramiel is going to turn into. He's already changed teams once and he's been up and down with AAA with the Mariners and the Mariners are not a good hitting team. So I don't know what that means for his career, but there's still lots to evaluate with that. I like the trade because you got your first ever Cy Young award winner. So that was execution, but that was also Dick Williams. So there's two questions here. Can Nick crawl execute? And if they're in a position, which I don't want to get too much into this, but if they're in a position to sell, will they sell correctly? I'm asking this because think about the last time they sold the main guys that they were trading the best trade, at least at the time that it happened, everyone agreed was the Johnny Cueto trade. None of those guys are making a difference in the major leagues. Now, then you've got trades like a Chapman and you've got trades like Jay Bruce. And you've got trades like, uh, insert anyone else here. Look, I I know that they did a good job with the Alfredo Simon deal and bringing over Eugenio Suarez for nothing. And they traded Dan Straley for Luis Castillo. And they traded Matt Latos for Anthony DiSclefani. But they were not very good at selling. So... Tim Rader kind of brought up, uh, brought this up because I, I shared the post game interview on Bally sports with Nick Castellanos. How awesome. I mean, I mean, we don't even have to talk, you know, you know how good Nick Castellanos has been. And if he stays here more than just this year, you know, two years and last year and this year, he's going to become like an easy fan favorite because if he doesn't opt out of his contract this year, the Reds get him for another three years, I believe or two years. Anyway, I shouldn't look that up. Uh, but yeah, I think it's two or three years. So that would be huge. We're talking about a dude whose poster is already on great American ballparks facade. And we're not even sure if he's going to be here next year. Somehow, some way the Reds should look to keep him. And Tim's response was of the nature of I don't necessarily know that the reds are even going to try to keep him. So they should be realistic with him and not let him walk and get nothing for him. Maybe they should look at a trade if they're not exactly contending because there's the thought of, we don't want the reds to hover around 500 and be okay with that. And I absolutely agree. We want them to contend. We want them to be a playoff contender, even outside of the NL central. So do they think they can do that? And if they do, then they should definitely keep Castellanos. And if they're not sure that they can do that, should they think about trading him? And if they think about trading him, can they execute that? There are lots of questions that come in. It's not just they should trade him and get pieces back. Because if they trade him and they get back guys like Dielson Herrera, or they get back guys like John Lamb, or Rookie Davis, or whoever else, Remember all the myriad of names that we heard. Not one of them has made a big difference. So are we really going to sit here and agree with a trade for prospects from Nick Castellanos? I would much rather them splurge and keep him than worry about trading him for prospects who may or may not pan out because I don't necessarily trust a front office sans Dick Williams or Sands, a president of baseball ops of any caliber than i do uh i'd much i just much rather than keep nick castellanos i really would but tim i really appreciate you giving me the idea for that so that's kind of our locked on reds line segment here the jeff's junk mail segment shout out to tim on twitter for that idea but yeah it was um it's kind of sobering because everyone automatically thinks if you're a contender, you go get pieces. And if you're not a contender, you sell pieces, which in some cases works. But if your front office doesn't necessarily have that track record, do we automatically want to defer to that? That's a question that I'd like you to answer. 513-549-0159 or hit me up on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three F's I about said two three F's. And at Locked On Reds for the show's account, because I want to know. I, I I don't know that I have trust in the front office to make those selling moves. So I almost feel like the threshold of competition for this Reds team. Yes, I know 500 is not a good threshold for it, but if they can remain around 500 and you get a couple of bullpen pieces and maybe you call up Hunter Green or something like that, and you get Michael Lorenzen back from injury, then your bullpen looks a lot better maybe that's a good team. I I think they are closer to being a contender that should buy than being a non-contender who should sell. And I know that that's weird because we keep going through these ups and downs and roller coaster rides. Kind of like I took the other day and I called in on Mo's show and talked about the Reds. That was, that was a lot of fun. If if you haven't checked that out, go check out Mo Eggers podcast from Thursday show. Um, Friday, Wednesday, What day is today? Oh, my gosh. All right. We need to end. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Reds podcast and for watching here on YouTube. Uh, But that's going to do it for us here today. We are talking about this Friday game. Hopefully, it'll turn out to be a win. I'll have a recap video up for you on my Twitter account, and we'll be talking about some other good stuff here on the YouTube channel. Make sure that you're subscribed. That way you don't miss anything that I've got for you, and we will have a full podcast recap about this four game series on monday you're not going to miss it if you're listening to the audio version make sure you're following on your favorite podcasting app and i gave you the twitter handles and the number and all that good stuff so for the locked on reds podcast that's brought to you by the locked on podcast network your team every day i'm jeff carr and i'll talk to each and every one of you on monday